Welcome to the ABCs of Matrescence. We are two mamas, Emma and Mackenzie, and we both have toddler age boys. And here on our podcast, we chat all things a real motherhood from A to Z and absolutely everything in between. Matrescence is the process of becoming a mother, and that is what we dive into on each and every episode. So welcome, friends. Thanks for being with us. Hi there. Thanks for joining us yet again. Yep, yet again in 2021. That still sounds weird. It always takes like half the year for me to adjust to it being a new year. I know. I remember being like a student, you know, and you had to write it like in the corner of your paper and I would always get the date wrong for like the first couple months. So let's see, what did we miss? The world is burning season two. Uh, We're just, it's just the same thing. (laughs) A new year, but same old, same old. Maybe worse. I don't know. The first week in 2021 was... Yeah, it was special. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it could best be summed up by Trump sucks. And we have all seen this coming for four years. Yep. You know, like it it was it was shocking, but it wasn't surprising. Yeah, that's a good that's a good way to put it. Yeah, obviously, it was disturbing. It was all of the things I think that we both reflected on on it a lot. We certainly put, um, you know, a lot of content up in stories, just kind of sharing what what seemed to be really circulating around the internet, but seemed worth sharing. And, And I wrote a post about my own personal reflections on it, which I know you share too, Emma. And you know, but to a certain point, then you're just kind of like, okay, I mean, this is awful. This is horrible. Um, You know, but yeah, I don't know. I feel so mentally fatigued. I almost feel numb at the moment to just like all the things like it's just one more thing after the other. And so, yeah, it's hard to even take it all in. Sometimes. Although we have to recognize you folks down in GA. Thank you for that. Oh, for yeah, the you're new, welcome. The two yeah. new senators. You're welcome. That's what we're here for. But I'm actually, sure it's pretty incredible. Made the difference. Yeah, actually, you know, it is. It really is. It was see, very yeah. cool to see Georgia flip like that. I honestly did not expect it at all. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, it was a super close race. But um, yeah, I'm thrilled, and I hope it contributes to a positive change, you know, positive direction. So, yep, in the next four years for sure. Yeah, it was it was very exciting to see and uplifting and. Um, yet still, as always, you know, there are was half your entire state who preferred the other candidates. Mm-hmm. And so interesting, you know, what were the reasons why? What were the motives? What are the concerns? You know, you can't help sometimes but wonder. Obviously, we're so flippant to uh, to say what we say, especially me, I know. Um, but there, well, you know, there's I half a country friends. out there, you know. Well, I so. have friends on both sides. And so I will say that. And I've had a lot of conversations with people that voted a different direction as me. And you know, I really find it valuable because even though I don't agree and I and I came and say I always understand, it's also a good reminder that, you know, just because we didn't vote the same way, we can still get along and we should have differing opinions. And it's good that we're not all the exact same people. And I think also we just all have different priority priorities based on our own experiences in life. And so I, I do try hard. Now, there's some things I will never understand, obviously, situations like the capital and the people involved in that. That's a whole different, a whole different ballgame. But, um, you know, I think it's important to have those tough conversations and still be able to come out on the other end with a little empathy and understanding. Yeah, I think that's extremely well said, you know, just trying your best to realize everyone is walking a different path, and they're having different reasons for doing so and different motives. And yeah, ultimately, it is just trying to still right love your neighbor, even if you don't necessarily Mm -hmm. like them. So absolutely. So next, enough politics. I'm so tired. Enough politics. So let's talk about free the nipple and literally our nipples are free. No more hashtag nipple pain. We're done. Yeah, girl, we done. done we done. done. Pretty we proud. Are done. Yeah. Our boys are weaned. 
And obviously, we had to do it right at the same time because we, twinsies. So. Twinsies, twinsies. Well, I, that, again, hence another. Or McKenzie you're just post. a copycat, whatever. <laughs> well, no, yeah, literally. Like my post today was explaining the four steps I took and how you told me about each and every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but well, no, it's, the benefit it's of cool. being a little bit ahead of you, just three I know. weeks, is thank that, you, yeah, Owen. Kind of live you. and learn. Thank you, mm-hmm. Owen, for coming a tiny bit early. Yep, I it was know, a blessing for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, it was a blessing for me. I started to say, "Well, no," but no, that was a good thing. I'm glad I didn't have to sit around super pregnant. And yeah, that last yeah. week, I was like, "Oh, you could have rolled me from point A to point B." <laughs> that uh, seems inappropriate, <laughs> but sure, why not? Yeah, no, you really could have. Uh, it was a little chilly though, so make sure you bundled me up. But man, it was uh, it was touching <laughs> like a big snowball. We just roll you down the hill. <laughs> oh my gosh, so good, so good. But really, we, I mean, we had. A journey. Both of us made it to what was it? Nearly twenty three months. Is that or did mm-hmm. yours end up? I was twenty three. You were twenty three yep. months. I was mm-hmm. three days shy. Three days shy of twenty three months. I it's just almost crazy. hung out till two years, just because I was like, I feel like I should do it, but I was super done. So yeah. yeah. Well, you Not know, bad. I think I think it's it's something that you know I know we ch- chatted about doing, and I think we still should an episode just about kind of what it's like essentially to breastfeed in that second year, right? Anytime past the the 12 month when the, the solids really take the uptick and you're still doing breastfeeding. And yeah, there's a lot to dive in, in, in that topic. And yeah, it'd be fun to chat more, more about it and kind of the specifics too, for how we weaned. Cause frankly, I think like your tips, Emma are solid gold and well, it would be helpful. Well, mean, that's what I'm saying. Not like, yeah, you, yeah, I didn't make them up or anything. No, but. but you really, but you applied them and you applied them with quite frankly, a kiddo who was, I mean, Emerson was attached to nursing. Owen was attached. Yeah. It was really hard. And yeah. especially those first few. What was shocking is that the last one was not as hard as the earlier ones. The nap time one was our hardest one. He lost his mind. Lost yeah, his I remember mind you For like that. a week. I mean, it was not like an, a day or two thing. Yeah. Um, but I do think what made me feel good was bedtime went easier. There were some tears, but it didn't last long. I, I just think we were both ready. And that made me feel good is that I do think that we did it slowly. I didn't rush it. We did it over time. And, and he was ready. And so was I. So it was mm-hmm. a, a good ending to our, our little journey together. So yeah, no, for sure. And, and we're there and, and our bedtime routines are now filled with endless books and mm. uh, everyone's intellectual. <laughs> oh, yeah. So smart. So, uh, COVID vaccines are out and about. They this are. Is a, my this is good news. In-laws are supposed to get them in the morning. So. Ooh, my father-in-law is getting his tomorrow. But I don't know if yours experiences, but when they went to sign up, when it opened up in Atlanta, yeah, the right website, yeah, the yeah. website just crashed. So apparently my sister-in-law was able to register my father-in-law, but not yet my mother-in-law. So she's going to, I mean, it's, it, it, they'll get them, you know, but it's just yeah. a matter of, well, ugh, you Georgia know, the, opened them up for 65 and older a little earlier than most other states and yeah that's that, wicked early. i think it was a lot bigger group than maybe they anticipated or wanted yeah. to sign up because like chatham county where i live in savannah is uh they had to stop taking um reservations or whatever because it, it's too full so mm. it'll be a process but my mom is scheduled to get hers and so are my in-laws so i'm i'm hoping this week they at least get their first dose so that's exciting. awesome yeah my husband's had both doses now i think uh Seems like the majority of healthcare workers have either had a minimum of one, if not both. So, and has he turned into an alien yet? No, he hasn't. I mean, I'm keeping a close watch on him, but so far, so good. Yeah, yeah. I'd be careful. Yeah. Okay. So you never know. (laughs) But no, I I think it's just, and obviously both of us have seen, you know, kind of floating around on Facebook mom groups and all that. I think people have a lot of concerns. There's lots of thoughts on, you know, the vaccine with breastfeeding, with pregnancy and all that. And obviously I, I, you know, can speak 
not as a physician, but with the experience of someone who lives with one, is married to one, that it's just super important for people to make their own decisions in conjunction with their healthcare provider. You know, it's like so easy. I think sometimes to, you read one article or you hear one little tidbit online and all of a sudden you're like, oh no, it, it does this or that. And the truth of the matter is that, you know, there's, there is some concrete information out there and all of it is extremely reassuring and all arrows do point to get the vaccine. Um, exactly when or how or why totally is situational. But just to kind of say, you know, encourage us as always as mamas to step outside a little bit of that social media bubble and educate ourselves from the people who are actually in the field. So, yeah. Ditto. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's not a newsflash, right? Your doctor probably knows a little bit more than that random mom in your Facebook group. Yeah, I just have learned to block out the noise, you know, not pay attention to like with an article what the source is, because as we saw in our group, you know, you get some wacky websites that really just don't have good information. And I'm not pushing people one way or the other. I'm, I'm a little neutral. I'm definitely like, especially when it comes to pregnancy and breastfeeding, you just need to work with your doctor and assess your individual risk factors, you know, so I'm not telling people to do one or the other. Um, But yeah, don't don't get yourself too stressed out reading random internet articles, go speak to somebody who has a bit more information and and knows you so exactly yep good good stuff there so friend Mm. what's going on with you you want to share i do have some fun i have some fun news to share and you knew about it when the pee was still wet on the stick let's be honest yeah Yeah. but emerson's gonna be a big bro this summer i know baby number two i'm not gonna insert because i'm lazy (laughs) Well, the thing is, is that if we started clapping, then you're going to be like, Mackenzie, that's really loud for the sound. I and would, I would have to yell at you. <laughs> I, I, I air clap. So there you, you go. Thank you. Thank you for air clapping. Yeah, yeah. So it's really exciting. So I am at the time of recording this 14 weeks and it is a baby girl. So. Oh, I'm so excited still. That's so wild. I know. All the pink. That you already bought. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. And, and my mom's been just so excited about buying stuff and it'll be really fun. It'll be exciting. So yeah, so that is that is the news and plugging right along. Can't believe it's second trimester already. The first has yeah. been has been far from a breeze, but yes. been, And don't worry, yeah. we're gonna get into a lot yeah. more of it. We'll get we into just, all, all the yeah. goodies, but we'll just share the all news. the good stuff. But we do want to share because it's so exciting. And I'm so excited for you guys and your family and Thank and I'm you. also gonna laugh and see how that goes for you and decide if I wanna do it because it sounds <laughs> scary AF. So well, you can I guess let me know how I guess. The positive thing about this is that you have now spent what basically two years being the, the guiding voice three weeks ahead of exactly. me and now it's my turn to to be able to at least have a few horror stories <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna make me feel better though but. hey now but you'll also see all the adorable pictures and I you'll will. be like okay okay no, I'm so. so excited for you guys and we'll definitely we'll be talking a lot more about it in future episodes yeah so well, thank you friend I know it's it's fun we're definitely looking forward to it and it'll be really neat to see Emerson you know, experience being a big brother, which is pretty cool. So absolutely. So what are we diving into today? We're talking about goal setting for the new year, but more like just framing it in a way that hopefully all of you, our listeners can also think about your own goals, but hopefully in the light of motherhood and, you know, not just being a mother, but also, you know, womanhood too. So, you know, what's, what's going to help you grow? Um, yeah, both as a mom, but also as a person. So, Obviously, our goals are no longer things like uh, my goal is to take up less space, aka lose weight, or my goal is to make this amount of money or have this time of job success, or my goal is to travel with all these places. Like, realistically, 
you know, we're not in that place anymore. We're, we're in our thirties. We're focusing on being mothers and wives and friends. And, you know, we're focusing on work. We're focusing on a lot of different things, but we're not just going to sit here and solo focus on one specific thing. So. No, nope. yeah. we're going to expand our repertoire. We are, and we're going to make goals that are, <clears throat> excuse me, more realistic, attainable, flexible, and fluid. So instead of a goal that's like, I'm going to do all this by March and then all this by July, it's more like, hey, these are some things that I think would be overall productive and helpful for my well-being. <laughs> so, Well, I think if 2020 and 2021 have already taught us anything, it's to be realistic, attainable, flexible, and fluid. So yeah, those are pretty good. Those are good ones. I like shot those out. I was like, hey, these actually kind of flow. Yeah, I like them. They go well. Yeah. So yeah, Thanks, girl. but I, to me, it's all about finding things that add to the quality of your life, not, you know, constantly trying to cut this or don't do this anymore, you know, taking away all these negative things. But it's really, yeah, if there's things that you keep having in the back of your head that you want to do, okay, what action steps can you take, you know, or Mm -hmm. if there's just intentions that you know, are values that matter to you or your family. Okay, what steps do you need to take to to make that more of a part of your daily life? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Super. So you kick it off. What you got? So my first one is that I want to be really intentional about my second postpartum experience and a lot less focused on my birth plan. So we've talked about this in in previous episode, how if we could go back in time, we would have been more focused on the postpartum period. So yeah, my goal is just to to truly have my eyes set on what happens after the baby comes. And you know that what what is that already looking like? It's looking like conversations with my husband about you know, what is it going to be possible for you to get off in terms of work wise? What could you, you know, could you, could you do this, you know, specific thing for work in order to get more time off? Like just trying to really set that up, already setting in place, like which, you know, caregivers could be here to support us. Cause obviously, you know, Emerson can't come to the hospital, all those kinds of things. So I just think being really intentional about knowing kind of when to pump the brakes, um, as far as like, when are we traveling, you know, initially, you know, who's flying in, who are we seeing and just kind of saying, Hey, what's going to best support us in this time. And so, yeah, my goal is to really have a second postpartum experience that is a lot more intentional. So I love that. Yeah. Well, yeah. as we learned, while the birth is not easy, the next part is is the big challenge. So yep. yeah, I think that's awesome. So yeah. So well, for me, I will say one of the top goals is and and I am not pregnant right now, but I, I do hope to get pregnant in 2021. Um, I don't know a timeline on that. I'm still doing a lot of focus on um, continuing to improve my fertility and my hormonal health. Um, I, I don't know exactly what all that will look like in terms of how we go about getting pregnant. I'm feeling hopeful that maybe we will at least have to go a less medicated route, but you know, only time will tell. But I do really hope just to keep taking care of myself in good ways and that, uh, you know, fingers crossed we get pregnant and are able to have a healthy little babe not too far behind you. So... Awesome girl. Which feels like a weird, weird goal to have, I guess. But um, no, but it's good though because you're. I mean, in order to achieve what your ultimate goal is, is to get pregnant. You're focusing a lot on your own health, and and I think it's great. You know. Yep. So so I'm excited about that. We'll see. Cool. We'll have that. So kind of in the lines of um, health and fitness, my definite desire is to continue to stay active in pregnancy, which I stayed active with Emerson. So it's nothing that would be specifically different. But since having Emerson, I've just had a lot of hip and pelvic kind of stuff, whether it's the hip flexor or it's pain in my lower back, or it's some pelvic floor pain. And you know, so it's obviously really crappy and it's not a lot of fun. And it does make me apprehensive to think of 
you know, moving into, you know, the second trimester and third trimester where you actually start to really gain weight and how will that affect how I feel. So I'm working with a chiropractor and also physical therapist who um, specializes in the pelvic floor. So I'm really hoping that by being dedicated to this, which I have been literally since uh, even before I found out I was pregnant, I already started going back. So I'm hoping that this will be, will be helpful and incorporating yoga and obviously still really enjoying my Peloton, but being especially conscientious about engaging my core while I'm riding the bike. Cause I kind of realized, you know, you often kind of get on there and just pedal and you're not thinking the whole time, you know, and tighten your core and engage your abdominal wall and all of that. And so, yeah, just trying to focus on that a bit more. So yeah, yeah I would I say, that. yeah. And this is just an FYI for people listening. We made these like lists kind of separately and it's always funny because I feel like they just mimic each other. So we're just going to kind of stay in the vein of, I feel like, different <laughs> categories. So I'll jump into a fitness goal for mine and this is awesome. gonna be totally random, but I want to get my pull-ups back, which may not coincide with getting pregnant, <laughs> um, but I do actually, it's something I'm focusing on now in this first half of the year. So I worked so hard three or four years ago to get pull-ups because for most women, it's it's really hard. It's not an easy movement. Oh, I'm over here in the corner raising my hand like, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's really hard. <laughs> and I mean, I've trained a lot of clients and I'd say very few are able, and there's a lot of factors in that. Like I'm petite, like I'm naturally, I'm 5'2", therefore I weigh less, therefore it's easier to pull myself up. So there's just certain things that, you know, obviously benefit from being a shorter stature. But either way, I worked really hard and I actually got 10 pull-ups by myself years ago. Wow, and girl. I don't anticipate getting those back, but I would like to get three or four or five or something like that. I can do one right now, but that's about as far as, as I'm at. So anyway, it's just fun for me to have a strength goal to focus on because for years, I love it. Yeah. all my fitness goals were, you know, or something was to lose weight or, you know, something like that. And so I like having something that's just fun and I can see myself getting better at every week. And it's just like a skill thing. So it keeps you motivated to keep moving in a fun way. That's cool. And I know lately you've been focusing your workouts a little bit more on on building strength, right? Is that what you yeah. is that mm-hmm. am I saying that yeah. right? So yeah, yeah. Less cardiovascular, less high intensity, and more just frankly picking up kind of some heavy stuff and trying to get a little stronger every week. So it's a little sad doesn't sound gentler on the body, but it is than a lot of more the high impact type um exercise. So yeah. Awesome. A little well, cool. kinder on the hormones. Yeah, totally. Totally. That's awesome. And that's good. It's really helpful too, as well, obviously to have you. So as I'm going through these things and I I love how I can always bounce in and ask you ideas because you have a lot of experience because of, you know, your profession. So I I appreciate it a few weeks ago asking you like, Hey, what can I do? My lower back is really mad. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you gave me some, some helpful tips. So, um, so another thing I'd like to do is do more pleasure reading and, one of the fun things, actually, you and I've talked about this, is just doing a little kind of virtual book club just with the two of us. So I know, I think we picked, did we pick the Mexican Gothic book? Yeah, yeah, I have it. Cool. So, cool. So yeah, we can dive on in. But yeah, I think just, you know, setting aside time, I find that this is not a great habit, but it's a truth. Oftentimes, Emerson's in bed, right? So like, I'll maybe finish cleaning the kitchen, I'll have a snack, maybe my husband wants to watch if he happens to be home, we'll do, you know, watch a couple episodes of Shit's Creek or something. But then I spend truly the rest of the time like kind of vegging out on my phone. And I mean, it's maybe responding to text to friends or it's catching up on an article. Like it's not like I'm, you know, necessarily cruising TikTok. But I mean, before you know it, a half hour has flown by. And I would really like to conscientiously set the phone down and be into a book. So my goal is to truly kind of reinvigorate my desire for pleasure reading. And it begins with us doing something together. So that'll be fun. 
Well, I'm just mimicking because that's obviously, as I said, on my list as well, was to read more. And I do the same. So we watch a TV show, then we go get into bed. And the intention is to get into bed and read. And my husband is so good. He does not ever pay attention to his phone in bed. Um, I mean, he's not even on any social media. So there's nothing for him to really look at. Um, But I go back and forth between sometimes I read, sometimes I play on my phone. You know, it just, I really do feel better when I can wind down mentally by reading. So I want to read at least one new book a month. And I also really want to go back and forth between some fiction and then also you know i have some parenting books i have true girl true um you know race in america stuff that i really want to dive into so kind of back and forth frankly between some light fluff reading and some little more serious topics that i'd like to be better educated on so that's kind of my, my plan for the year Cool, cool. I like that. Um, Another thing I want to focus on this year is, you know, I I did a little bit with this, I think, especially last year, but even more this year, I just continued focusing on my spiritual growth, like what, because, you know, we're not going to church every single weekend, obviously, because of the pandemic. And so feeling definitely some disconnect with what was a huge and important community for me, like an in-person community, right? Whether it's getting together with a girls group or a home group or seeing everybody at church and that just isn't happening. So one of the things I've been doing is just trying to be a little bit more intentional about that. And I'm right now reading the book Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. And I find that reading it, reading it now, like I know I picked it up a few years ago and didn't really get that into it. And so now, you know, reading it with kind of a a renewed desire to, to dive a little bit more into that has been, has been really cool. So yeah, I just want to keep, um, keep tapping into that and, I guess challenging myself um, more as an individual as opposed to thinking, oh, well, you know, I went to church on Sunday and I had a really positive experience and it was great. So now I'll just kind of chill out through the rest of the week. Like now there really is no quote unquote going to church on Sunday. I mean, I could obviously do an online service, which I do often, but it's different. So now it's just more of a matter of getting that self-motivation up and running. So yeah, love it. That's great. Yeah, Thanks, it's important. Girl. Um, yeah, so mine's more of a, I guess, professional growth thing is I have a couple of certifications that I really want to dive into. I, I I love personal training. I love nutrition. And it's something, though, that there's so much more to learn. There's so many different modalities and new information and new science. And so it, it really... I mean, as a personal trainer, you know, and I'm a certified nutrition coach, you could you can just sit back and just keep doing the same things. But there's so much new information out there. So um, I am halfway through a pre and postnatal certification course, um, fitness course that I desperately need to finish. I started it actually when Owen right before he was born. And then I made it up till he started moving. And then there was no more sitting around doing stuff. And so, um, yeah, I just haven't finished it. So I have that and another um, just professional development um, focus that I want to, yeah, take some time. I feel like that's been put on the back burner since I became mom. And I don't want to completely lose that that side of myself. So I like that. I think that's awesome. And it's neat yeah. that you are able to pursue, you know, this, obviously the specific avenue of it, you know, just to have that extra knowledge. Mm-hmm. Although I feel like, you know, a lot of these things already, just because I feel like you give me a lot well, of good advice in these areas. But I mean, I hate to say like, the, the certification is a piece of paper, because to be honest, Mia, I've been doing this for almost 10 years. And I've done a huge amount of learning on my own going through my own pregnancy, but I've also worked with so many pregnant clients. So I mean, frankly, it's just getting through the course. I can't say that a ton of it is new information. But you know, you still learn little new nuggets along the way. So most of it is tried and true. But it's nice just to have that piece of paper and being able to tell people that this is something that I've taken the time to, you know, go through this course. So cool. Awesome, girl. Love it. 
So I would say another thing for me is really just trying, which I think my husband and I made a really valiant effort over this last year, despite all of its challenges, but just really trying to focus on having as much time as possible for each other. So, you know, obviously during the pandemic for for some folks, that meant that, you know, both spouses were maybe working from home or there was a little bit more kind of come and go. So people had perhaps a little more time, although not necessarily glamorous, but, you know, ways to reconnect. But for us, it really was kind of like status quo because my husband was working insane hours. There was just the added stress of the whole pandemic. And yeah, we just kind of felt like our lives just kept pretty much operating as always. So I didn't see any more of him than I usually do, which is not a lot. So I think the goal is to try our best to just keep sneaking in dates and little things like that when we can. So just last weekend, my parents are in town and he and I were able to just drive out to Newport and have four hours. So we stopped on the way down there at a little coffee shop and got, you know, bagels and coffee. And then we went down to Newport and we took a long walk along the beautiful cliff walk there. And then we grabbed some sandwiches from a market and ate those right down by the water, like overlooking the boats. And I just thought, you know, this is perfect. It was four hours. It was a little half hour drive each way. Like these are the kind of dates that are just so meaningful. So yeah, I think we're going to keep trying our best to, to make that happen. So yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, along similar line. Um, yeah, me and my husband have definitely talked about the intention of we spend a lot of quantity time together. And I mean, we have a lot of quality time. But yeah, most of it is with Owen. Most of it is, you know, chasing him around and good family time. And I do feel like we actually make an effort to, you know, both be engaged and together as a family. And so I am proud of that. But I don't feel like we have a lot of one on one time that we aren't a little like, mentally checked out like watching a tv show together or whatever um or talking about him you know you know i just want to do some different things that i feel like break us out of our normal routine because right now every night we go upstairs and we watch a tv show together and that's fine but so we made the decision for twice a month on saturday nights once we put owen to bed we're going to do something different so whether it's play a board game or you know i don't i don't know we we have a list of some different things but um just try to mix it up so we're not getting too stale you know got to keep it fresh I like that I really like that it's yeah. such a good idea yeah. and to yeah. know that intent you know intentionally a couple times a month you guys get to have almost a little date you know you could it, pour well, yourself a drink I mean, or have a dessert have, or yeah we don't have family here we don't we at the moment don't have a nanny we don't have anything like that so we really mm-hmm. we have not had a date out of the house together since February of last year so yeah it's yeah. been a really long time and and I don't see that immediately changing so we just have to make the best out of what we have and we do have options and we can make more effort within our home and you know I think even just doing fun things like going up and picking up like a fun special charcuterie board and you know having a little happy hour together and whatever it's just little things you can do to to mix it up I agree I like that girl that's awesome Mm -hmm. yeah give me some good ideas too because you know sometimes you just have to yeah break out of the rut or whether it's saying like oh let's find this movie that we're really excited about and we're gonna you know yeah, but like being intentional, because otherwise you inevitably just plop down in front of Netflix, you know? Yeah, so I mean, we've been watching Criminal Minds for I don't know how long, and both of us half the time are barely watching it and also playing on our phones or on our computers. So mm-hmm. it is, we are together, and that's nice, and it's good that we do spend that time together, but, you know, we're not mm-hmm. super engaged with each other, so. Totally. So my, my last goal for this year is just kind of in the general theme of conscious parenting. I think that I've been trying to be focused on this, honestly, since day one with Emerson, but let's be honest, like it's not very easy and it's not very simple. So just trying to be aware, attentive, proactive, like meeting him where he's at, 
Um, and I guess the best example I can say of this was I was realizing, and I was chatting with you about this, Emma, just a few days ago that our morning routine was honestly just getting stressful. I kind of felt like, you know, he wants, you know, his little puree and, and then I'm, you know, trying to get breakfast ready and he's underfoot and he just wants my attention, but yet I'm trying to get this going. And if it's school morning, I'm also trying to get his school stuff organized. Meanwhile, I'm still in my pajamas, haven't brushed my teeth, like just feeling like a hot mess. And I realized, wait a second, like this does not need to be how our morning starts. And I, and so I just kind of was like, all right, something needs to completely change. So I started setting an alarm and now I set the alarm for 30 minutes before I know that he's going to need me in the morning. So I'm fresh faced, teeth brushed in, you know, in an outfit already downstairs. Lunch is, is made and, you know, I've had my, I've had a coffee and yeah, just kind of going into it a little bit more. Um, yeah, actively like being ready to get him and being, being prepared. And I've noticed that makes a big difference too. And also to be honest, I now let him in the morning just for like about 10 minutes, sometimes maybe 15, but max it out then. I'll let him watch his little French show. It's a little French show on Netflix. And during that 15 minutes, he sits there on the couch with his stuffed koala caillou and his little puree pouch, and I make our breakfast. And I found that, you know what? On days that dad isn't home and isn't able to help out in the mornings, this gives me truly just 15 minutes of a happy kiddo. And then we turn it off and we have breakfast and we have our morning together. And so, yeah, I think just trying to be a little bit more willing to problem solve and ask myself, hey, what's really going on with him? Like, is it really him? No, it's actually me. And is there something I can change? So, well, sometimes yeah. it's just the schedule isn't working. It's not blame one way or the other. But okay, what can we scrap and, mm-hmm. you know, do differently? Because that's not fun for either of you to start the day off like that stressed out and upset. Totally. You're already losing your patience and he's upset because, you know, X, Y, and Z. So no, yeah, and you I were very helpful awesome. in that too. So a side note would be if you kind of feel like you're in a rut or you're struggling with something to do with your routine or something going on with your kiddo, it can be so helpful to just reach out to another experienced mama. So like, and that was my case. That was you. Emma. I just reached out and said, Hey, like our mornings suck. Like what is going on? And you were like a great sounding board. You're like, Hey, this is how we do it. This is what we've experienced. that has been negative. This is what we have experienced. that has been positive. And you know, does any of this help? And I was like, well, actually it does. So it's so helpful just to get an outside opinion because we are wrapped up in a lot of the emotions and you know the Mm to-do list and so yeah it's sometimes nice just getting some feedback from somebody else that is loving and has your best interest at heart so and understands your situation too because it is it is different I mean I would say six out of seven mornings truthfully my husband is not really around or able to to jump in and when he is here he's on deck 100% which is amazing but when he's not he's very much not so um it's helpful to also share that with a friend who totally gets that dynamic so yeah yeah, absolutely. I love that. That's awesome. I'm also jealous that Emerson will sit on the sofa by himself and watch a show. So Owen watches this one little show and the only way he will watch it is if he is sitting in my lap, which a, I mean, oh, but it's that is very sweet. sweet. Though, it is. It's Especially so in a post-nursing world, right? Those snuggles and feel so precious. He's so cute. He wants to get under the blanket with mama and oh. he has his little snack after we do it after nap time. And I mean, it is very sweet. The only negative is, you know, if I ever want to use it as like, okay, I really need to get this one thing done. Can you <laughs> He's watch like, the show? Uh, no. He is like, no, mama. This is a joint activity. So oh. anyway, I'm not really complaining because it is very, very cute. I really actually value that time. So it's yeah. the main reason I let him watch a show. 
show because we didn't do that for a long time. And I'm like, he doesn't sit still very much otherwise. <laughs> and so it's actually really nice. I have to like bribe him to let me cuddle him. So it's kind of Aww. pathetic. But. Well, you're inspiring me to wake up even a tiny bit earlier so the breakfast can be made and then I can sit with him on the couch. It is, it really, is really fun. Yeah, it's a really fun time. So anyway, well, my last one is that I just want to take Owen on more adventures. Like I feel like when I pictured being a mom, I pictured... You know, we take him to the zoo and camping and outdoor on trails and let him get dirty and play in the mud and just like, you know, be a free kid, like really get to, you know, just do a lot of outdoor activities and have adventures and explore. And I I kind of find that maybe in this first couple of years as a mom, like I, I have been uptight, a very glued to my routine. I was afraid to do anything different. Um and I realized, you know, I kind of want to loosen up a little bit. Like if it's raining out, okay, he can get wet. You know, sometimes I can be uptight about, well, then we got to do laundry. And then what if he gets water? And it's just little stuff like that, that I just need to say, who cares? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he might be 10 minutes late to nap if we go out to the beach instead of sit around the house all morning or, you know, hey, let's go do an overnight and go explore this town two hours away. Um, you know, obviously we live in COVID times, but actually a lot of the stuff that we always want to do is outdoors. So um, yeah, I just really want to be more intentional of not just daydreaming about those adventures together, but actually planning them and doing them. Yeah. So, awesome. Yeah. I like yeah. that. I like that thought. I like the the idea of, of, yeah, getting out and about a little bit more. And I think too, I mean, I realize some days are chilly for you guys um, in Savannah, but you also do have some pretty decent like daytime weather too. So yeah, yep. it's nice to take advantage of that for yep. sure. So just explore the world a little bit more. It's fun to see it through his little two-year-old eyes these days. So Absolutely. Love it. Well... So, everybody, as always, would you mind rating and reviewing us? It really makes a difference. I mean, it's been a minute since we had one. I'm just saying. So yeah. Hey, we does can someone want to go in there and spice it up? Come on. We'll, we'll give well, away the thing something if you'll, if you'll fill out a review. Yeah. No, we'll give away. But no, we'll, we'll give, give away Mackenzie's second born child if, if, you know, it's too hard <laughs> having to. Just saying it could be up for grabs. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, give me a month. It we'll see how worse. chill she is. Is she a little McKenzie? Or- <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah, so, but really, it helps. Helps other mamas find our podcast, and we appreciate it. So please consider doing that. And also, if you have any topic ideas that you would like to hear us chat about, which, as you know, we are always willing to do, or, we you know, hey. wise beyond yeah, our ears. We are very wise. Or, hey, like, you know, this would be helpful, that would be helpful, etc. We know that we got a lot of awesome feedback from our episodes related to sleep and breastfeeding. Um, so yeah, we have some fun stuff on deck though, coming up this year for all of you, but we always appreciate ideas and suggestions. So please don't ever hesitate. Yep. Thanks so much as always for listening and we will talk to you soon. Bye.